0: The following contest is scheduled for one fall! Please welcome Mr. Fretz! What's going on peeps and welcome to episode 46 of the Fretzelmania podcast, A Good Thing. I am Mr. Fretz, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania, that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E-mania. This podcast can be found on Wrestle Attic Radio, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast on all common listening platforms and today i'll be talking about big E's championship win i will also be covering a interesting main event coming up for impacts bound for glory and the fallout from unforgiven 2001 on the retro raw review kurt angle is the new wwe champion and we have a new intercontinental champion who is at last on his own. Kicking things off this week, folks, uh, you know, I don't talk a lot about modern WWE because Raw has been awful lately. I don't think I've watched it since maybe the the week after SummerSlam, maybe the week after that. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm also working a lot right now, and I got a couple of people on holidays this week, so I'm not getting a day off and I don't know what wrestling I'm going to get to watch, I might mess with the last little bit of Raw tomorrow night after or just put on Dark Elevation like I have been for the past few Mondays. But a couple of days before the show, Big E tweeted that he intends to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase on Monday night and win the WWE Championship. All right. Color me intrigued. I'll watch the last hour of Raw. But what was really odd about this episode of Raw was the advertised title match at Extreme Rules, which isn't until next week. I thought it was tonight, you know, the night that I'm recording this, Sunday the 19th. I am currently watching my Kansas City Chiefs lead the Baltimore Ravens 14-7 to Oh my gosh. That's a cut a touchdown and Baltimore just tied the game. Shit. Shout out to Jermaine, by the way. So throughout the night, I mean, Biggie, I think had a couple of promos. He had a couple of teases here being like, Hey, 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 I'm cashing in. Do you know, do you know that? Yeah. And then Lashley and Orton had a pretty good match. Uh, MVP an RKO on the uh, on the ringside floor and in kayfabe has some busted up ribs, but apparently he might be going to get his knee done so we could be seeing no MVP for a while. But if what he sent out on Instagram the next day is any indicator of his future, I'm hoping that Hurt Business is once again open for business. Lashley spears Orton right out of his boots, retains the title, beats down on Matt Riddle afterwards. I think he tries to put Randy Orton through a table, and then he tweaks his knee. Big E comes out to capitalize on this weakness, lands the big ending, and wins the WWE title. After, how long has he been in the Fed? Like 10 years, then like maybe two years previous to that in... NXT, and FCW. If anyone in the company deserves to have this top spot right now, it's Big E. And everyone, everywhere from whatever wrestling company, they were sending out the love to Big E. And the one the one that really got me was E saying that, you know, I wish Brody was here. He would be one of the first to come up and give me a hug and congratulate me. And, yeah, RIP Brody Lee. I mean, I uh, just sucks that he's... He's not around but man it's it's a it's a legacy it's the memory that he's gonna carry of one of his absolute best friends new day come out and just like when kofi mania started they hoist the man up parade him around the ring and i mean i texted ricky this at the second it happened i'm like okay am i the only person who kind of wants kofi to turn heel right now i'm that guy i'm, the, I'm chaos i'm I'm that jerk. No wonder I do not have any friends. I'm really going to have to do some soul searching. Big E is the new WWE champion. He is now a member of the Raw roster. Although, I mean, tomorrow night on Raw, we're getting the Bloodline versus the New Day. Rushed on free TV. All right, cool. Still not going to watch, but Okay, thought you were saving that for Survivor Series, but maybe you're getting the champion versus champion thing of Big E versus heel Roman Reigns, which I am all the way for. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean for Extreme Rules? I could see having, like, a return match with Lashley just because, or maybe someone else comes in. Maybe we get Big E versus Randy Orton, which... Oh, yeah, I'd be up for that. But isn't the Hurt Business also going up against RK Bro, but MVP's knee is busted? Here's here's what I'm thinking. You get RK Bro versus Bobby Lashley and a mystery partner because, you know, you took out MVP, hurr, how dare you? And it's like Shelton Benjamin or something. Kind of get the genesis of McGillicuddy. No, of the return of the hurt business. And eventually, as MVP heals, he's kind of pulling the strings a little bit. Maybe even bring in some new members. I mean, heal Keith Lee is something I just really, really want to see how. It can be done. Keep the titles on RK-Bro for just a little while. And I really want to see this slow burn into like a WrestleMania feud next year, which would be, you know, pretty interesting to see. I mean, I don't want to go to WrestleMania next year because I still owe the government money from my student loans. I am very close to having it paid off. And all the releases that they've had lately... I mean, those are guys that I want to see. I want to see Adam Cole. I want to see Brian Danielson. I want to see the fucking Fiend. And all three of those guys, well, two out of the three right now, maybe one is going to end up in AEW. Bray Wyatt goes to AEW. I'm buying all-out tickets next year. Like, on the spot. (laughs) Also, this week in the wrestling, this bloody week in the wrestling, was Impact Wrestling's Victory Road I didn't watch a single frame of it. I caught maybe a couple of YouTube highlights and a couple of gifts on Twitter, but we had Christian cage retaining the impact world championship against ACE Austin. Also in what was said to be a very good match X division champion, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander retained against former X division champion himself. And X Division legend, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Sabin. Hail Sabin. After Christian's world title match, Josh Alexander came to the ring and shouted Option C, Bound for Glory, indicating that he is cashing in his X Division Championship in return for an Impact World Championship match at Bound for Glory. Now, back in the heyday, uh, Bound for Glory was basically Impact Wrestling's Wrestlemania. It's Starcade, if you will. History is made at Bound for Glory. Kurt Angle made his TNA debut at Bound for Glory in, was it 2006? Proud and Powerful and the Lucha Bros had just one of their many historic, amazing Tag Team Championship matches out of Bound for Glory. I believe it was the Concrete Jungle match where it was just like the wood floorboards of the ring and uh, no mat, no give, just stiff, you know, kind of stuff. And now we seemingly have the main event for Bound for Glory 2021 in October. Christian Cage against Josh Alexander two canadians this is a potential passing of the torch moment josh alexander for the past couple of years in impact has been busting his ass he has been tearing it up firstly in the tag team division with all ego ethan page as the north went on a mean streak as tag team champions holding the belts for I think it was a year at least or pretty close to it. you know. And then Ethan Page goes and has his swan song, song and ends up in AEW while Josh Alexander is killing it in the X division. And he's not your Petey Williams style of wrestler in the X division. You know, they say it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. So Josh is like your... Amateur wrestling kind of guy. Like this is a guy who had an Iron Man match with TJP, and regardless how you may feel about TJP, you got to give the man credit for absolutely killing it in the ring with the Walking Weapon in this match. It was freaking phenomenal, and I'm now curious as to what's this gonna mean for the X Division. I mean, we we have people like Rohit Raju, who is a former X Division champion in his own right. We have Ace Austin, who I believe is also a former champion as well, but he has been really teasing up the upper echelon of the of the company. Ari Sterling, who is just in the WWE on 205 Live, is another one. Now, I'm not your resident expert on Impact Wrestling, but if I could recommend somebody to you all, that would be Jay Bone of Smash This Podcast, who is of Wrestle Addict Radio's past from way back in the day, like even before uh, I came into the picture here. He's he's a heck of a dude, and he is just great at what he does. Total Mons-Up Impact is another show that he does. It always winds up in hilarity, especially when talking about retro TNA wrestling. Yeah. Finally, let's dial back to 2001, crank up those crappy 56K modems, Tell your brother, get off the phone so you can go on the internet and watch WWE Raw in about 144p. It's Monday, September 24th, 2001, and you know what that means. It's Monday Night Raw from Columbus, Ohio. The night after Unforgiven. Kurt Angle is the new WWE Champion. Christian is the new Intercontinental Champion, and so much more. My review for Unforgiven will be coming to Patreon on the 20 Bell Salute, my 20-year look back on pop culture and wrestling eventually. This depends when I can sit down and watch the show, take some notes, and record. If I even watch the show at all. Because I used to have this on VHS, so this show is something I used to watch a lot. And I might know it a little bit better than some of the other shows from 2001 And I could also use a recent uh, Wrestling with Regret with Brian Zane as a reference point. Not plagiarism, Brian. Not that kind of dude. Uh, Expect it on or before, let's just say, the 30th, the last day of the month. The camera's panning backstage and JR says he can't wait for the arrival of the former WWE champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he rubs that in a few times throughout the night. Our opening contest is a six person tag team match between the brothers of destruction and Bradshaw against the Dudley boys and test kind of a funny note here that the WWE and WCW tag team champions are on the opposite sides of the rings here. The Taker and Kane being the WCW tag champs and the Dudley boys being the WWE tag team champions this whole thing is already convoluted. It is already almost running its course. So Test hits a really nice Rainmaker-like clothesline on Bradshaw. The last call, or the name I used to love for this, Stuart Brooks gets all the credit for it, but the sack of shit, the away slam on Devon Dudley. Kane boots Devon. Heyman calls out WWE for typical typical WWE tactics of hitting Bubba Ray while he is on the the tag rope here on the on the on the ring uh apron here. Kane lands a super lariat and this is just a big old meat slap and match in this thing here. JR calls Test the most impressive man in the WWE alliance or not. Test was a very very underrated wrestler. Tokeslam and 3D are both denied. We see the clothesline from hell on Bubba Ray Dudley, the last ride on Devon Dudley, and JBL Taker and Isaac Yankum win this match. Backstage, Stacy asks Tori what she sees in Tajiri. It's like, he's short and not much of a man. And then Tori is like, at least I have one. Oh no, you didn't girlfriend. She's like, I can have any man I want. All I have to do is snap my fingers. I could get someone tall, dark, and handsome. And then Tori's like, you sure about that? How about uh, Tajiri challenges you to whatever man you find to match? Uh Pacha. They didn't actually say Pachou. That was just something from my childhood that I just remember now. It's so cringe. We see a limo arrive, and we all think it's going to be Steve Austin, but we all know that Steve Austin drives a truck. He doesn't like to arrive to the ring in style, but it's Christian, the new Intercontinental Champion. He asks security to escort him to his locker room because of all of his fans, and everyone's going to go crazy and get my bags. And we see these two schlubs, and it's like, Calm down, guys. I'll sign whatever for you. Thinking that he's going to get like like just mobbed by everybody. (laughs) Just a real delusional, funny, funny Christian. This is good ass pal. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, I mean, the Alliance locker room, Shane tries to fire up the troops, stone cold, conspicuous by his absence. Did not lose the title. His hand was under the rope. I have video evidence that Steve Austin was screwed, screwed by Earl Hebner. You don't say. And Steph walks in like all smug and happy, like, hey, are you all here for my birthday? Uh, do you hate when it's someone's birthday? Don't you hate when people do that? I mean, I don't like to be wished a happy birthday. Let alone, like, even think about making a big deal out of it. And it's like, oh, yeah, happy birthday. And something about revenge and leadership, by example, Rob Van Dam. It's so obvious that she has the hots for RVD. I mean, <sighs> coming up next, the My Man could beat your man match between Tajiri and and Taz, tall, dark, handsome, we all see it. She grabs the mic, knowing the punchline here, and and instead of being uh, like Norm McDonald and taking forever to get, get to the punchline, oh, R.I.P. Norm, devastated. Hey, two out of three ain't bad. So in this match, Tajiri is selling his rib injury from the gore. And losing the WCW US title to Rhino the previous night. He got some rib tape here. And there's a spot here where it gets caught on the rope. And it's obvious it obviously gets caught on the rope. Delaying his buzzsaw kick. Stacey kisses Tajiri. Which, of course, Tori takes exception to. The cat fight causes a distraction and a Taz mission. Taz wins a match in 2001. Backstage, Shane McMahon is trying to rile up Booker T. You know, you're the five-time WCW champion. Now, how does the one-time WWF chap sound? He gets his other hand out and starts to count again. Hmm. Okay. And in the Nate the Effing Great full circle moment of the week, Jeff Hardy gets a U.S. title shot against Rhino. 20 years almost to the day of getting... One with Damian Priest last week on Raw. Jeff Hardy has a really nice Heron Karana to the outside. A double A approved mwah, chef's kiss spinebuster by the Man Beast. Rhino goes for a top rope splash, but he misses. He does land a Bailey to Belly suplex. Jeff Hardy goes for the Swanton, but nobody's home. There is a gore, but Rhino stops in the corner and then Jeff Hardy goes for the Whisper in the Wind. Boom! Right into the gore! Gore! And the Man Beast retains in this hard-hitting, fast, high-octane hell of a match. Backstage, Lance Storm and Ivory are having a conversation when The hurricane comes through and uh, says that, you know, I trust that you're strategizing about our six-person tag team match with the sinister Spike, the Nasty Big Show, and Molly Holly. Notice that he didn't have an insulting name for Molly. Hmm. Beware Citizen Storm and Citizen Ivory, as evil comes in all shapes and sizes. My hero senses are telling me, Ivory, you're in great danger. You must go to the entrance and wait for us there. Then as she walks away, he says, Citizen Storm, I am ready to commit to Molly being my sidekick. When when we win our match tonight, she'll have no chance but to see the Hurra light Her twin powers, activate! Shape of a hurricane! And Lance is just like, Really? Form of an ice storm. Who says that Lance Storm is boring? Comedic timing, Lance. Nailed it. Good stuff. Backstage, Canyon needs Rob Van Dam's advice. Saying stuff like, you know, Stone Cold's gonna be mad this. Stone Cold's gonna be mad that. Hey, man, take a chill pill. What happened to your confidence? You're Canyon. Who better than Canyon, right? Right? Nudge, nudge and kind of guiding him, kind of leading him, kind of modeling the way. That one is specifically for uh, the youth ministry students at Emmanuel, but none of y'all are going to hear this, so only I'm going to get that joke, and I'm going to appreciate it. Ha ha ha. Lance Storm the Hurricane in Ivory versus Spike Dudley, Molly Holly, and The Big Show. Spike and Big Show are wearing matching singlets, telling us all we're a tag team now. Hurricane tries the test of strength with the Big Show, but her powers deactivate. There is a spot here with a whole bunch of shenanigans, like Ivory slapping the Big Show. Big Show tags in Molly. We see a Schmaz. The Hurricane... Dons his cape to fly. The Big Show lands a hot tag here. The Storm and the Hurricane go for a double suplex, but instead eat a double headbutt. Ivory comes in with the low blow. Hurricane is trying to powerbomb the Big Show. Lol. But to no avail. Eventually, Molly climbs onto Big Show's shoulders, and hits a Molly-go-round off of him onto Lance Storm and wins this match. Whew. That's an impressive spot there by Molly Holly. I'm going I'm to give her that. And this, folks, is where I'm going to take a quick ad break. When I come back, RVD versus The Rock for the WCW title. Booker T versus Kurt Angle for the WWE title. And so much more. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle attic Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle attic Radio The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Now, enjoy the rest of the show. And this half of the show is brought to you by our Patreon, patreoncom Wrestle Radio The Cure for the Common Wrestling Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you exclusive shows, such as the 20 Bell Salute, My 20 Year Look Back, On Pop Culture and Wrestling, Rex's Fave Five, Willie T's Wrestle Wars, Mr. YLP's Light the Fuse, King, Ricky Rose's Tales of an Epic Nature, and so much more. You also get 15% off of our merch on Spring. It is sweater season, folks. So load up on your Wrestle Addict Radio sweaters, long sleeve shirts, t-shirts, face masks, and so much more. Coming up next, Kurt Angle defends his newly won WWE title against the five-time WCW champion Booker T. There was a great line here by Paul Heyman saying that hell hath no fury. Like a rattlesnake screwed. You know, the pushing the narrative of Earl Hebner screwing people. Hmm. We hear the USA chants for all three people in the ring for Earl Hebner, Booker T, and Kurt Angle, respectively. How patriotic, how truly American of this crowd. There is a belly-to-belly. There is an ankle lock that is quickly noped and the rope is broken. Booker T with an Insiguri, and this is the working on the neck angle, pun intended. And there's a bit here where Earl has a history of making controversial decisions. You don't say, Paul. We get it. I mean, come on. Every time the WWE came to Canada. Until Earl Hebner got released. Heck, even when his kid refereed a match. You go to Montreal, you go to Toronto, you even go to freaking Winnipeg, you idiot. You get you screwed Brett chance. Holy crap. Let it go. There's an angle slam that causes a ref bump. And Booker T hits a really nice Harlem sidekick on Kurt Angle. He lands a belt shot goes for the book and kurt angle reverses that into a northern light suplex the spinner rooney is then reversed into an ankle lock lock booker t taps out and kurt angle retains backstage canyon tries to flirt with lita saying that after his match with her boyfriend matt hardy tonight you can spend a few hours with me and finally Learn the answer to the question, who better than Canyon? Lita politely asks Canyon to repeat himself and is like, oh, you do have a speech impediment. Really? We're going here, really? Canyon freaking rules, though. we are then graced by the presence of the new intercontinental champion Christian who immediately begins cutting a promo on edge saying that last night he found out what we knew what he knew all along and that Christian is the superior brother and says for the first time ever I'm going to do a solo five second pose. So for the benefit of those with flash photography, he is interrupted by the challenger of this match. Former multi-time intercontinental champion, Y2J, Chris Jericho. This match is going to be on Dynamite or on Rampage sometime in the near future. Mark my words, before Chris Jericho hangs up those boots, we're going to see the CLB versus Y2J. Patrick Mahomes, touchdown, Chiefs score again. Chris Jericho is wearing that classic No Mercy N64 attire. If you know, you know. Christian then gets the bell, cracks Y2J with it. He is disqualified, but there is no bell to ring. What a wrestling genius. Not named Lanny Poffo, that is. He goes for the concerto Chris Jericho moves locks and the walls of Jericho. Christian is visually tapping out, but this match is already thrown out. It's a schmoz Chris Jericho wins by DQ, but this isn't a Canadian rules match. So you didn't win the title backstage. X-Pac is lounging in Commissioner Regal's office with his feet on the desk with his boots on on the desk that hmm. the Canadian in me is just your shoe feet are like on the table hmm. and then Rego's just like the hell you doing oh I want to see what it's like to sit here and do absolutely nothing I got two titles and no TV time he's like they want TV time, do you, sunshine? We have got a match with me, you miserable little toe rag. And there we go. Get out of here, you horrible creature.
1: Bugger off.
0: I just love, like, the Britishisms here and the little insults that Regal pulls off. I'm surprised he didn't call Xbox a cunt, but that would have been, like, completely bleeped so hard off of WWE TV, and they would have got the heftiest of fined. Just like I might get for dropping that word on this podcast. We see almost the entire rendition of America the Beautiful from Unforgiven. I mean, it was very, very well done. If if there's something I could give credit to America during this time, how they really unified. They could do some really killer renditions of their national anthems nothing will ever beat lillian garcia just tears streaming down her face doing her great great rendition of the star spangled banner but also while the crowd was chanting what between each stanza oh i mean i mean come on give them that one folks america needed a bit of a laugh right I, I really like that. RVD is doing his sexy stretches when Raven and Terry come in into frame here, saying that Raven's in, in a bit of a funk. I had a new low. I lost the Perry Saturn. And then RVD is like, come on, bro, be positive. You're dark and mysterious. You're Raven. Call the Raven. Nevermore. It just really trying to lead people here, really trying to challenge the process. That's another one from my. Emmanuel friends and really trying to model for people here. Speaking of modeling, Steph is flirting with Rob Van Dam all the while her husband is probably watching live and fuming. Matt Hardy and Canyon is brought to you by Boogeyman now on DVD. Lugs, it's for your feet. And Stacker 2, I swear to God, we're not ICOPro. There is a leg drop by Matt Hardy. The whole one and Canyon rolls out of the ring. Lita hits a Lita Corona on Canyon on the outside of the ring. There is a bit of a miscommunication here. When the, when Matt goes for the twist of fate, he is shoved into Lita standing on the apron who crumbles down to the ring. Canyon lands the flatliner and wins a match. Canyon wins a match in 2001. Is this bizarre world? And now, what we all came here to see, what I came here to see, it's me. It's me. It's D.D.P. The last time you saw me, I was getting my ass kicked by The Undertaker. That wasn't a bad thing. That was a good thing. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. You get right back up. Ah, so it's clear that DDP is taking inspiration from Chubba Wampa here. Very well done. I did some soul searching and I found the real me. I like me. I'm gonna help you like me and you like you. Just DDP's facials in this alone made the entire entire segment. It almost made the entire freaking night cuz this episode of Raw is eh, it's okay, but DDP makes it here. I I love it. And we're going the uh the Tony Robbins bit here. We're going down the Joel Allstein route just without all the heresy. <laughs> WWF New York Al Snow is with the five finalists for Tough Enough. The Tough Enough final is this week. No, I'm not reviewing it. If you want to listen to some great people review it, the Attitude Era podcast did a pretty darn good job of it. I think some of it's on their Patreon. Some of it is on their main feed. Otherwise, it's some pretty good stuff here. So the five finalists, Nydia, Taylor, Chris, Maven, and Josh, all get to cut promos. Nydia and Taylor just talk about being girls, I guess, that both kick ass and look good. Uh, Chris Nowinski is really healing up here. He even he makes fun of Josh in his promo. Maven is, you know, something, something, dream come true, blah, 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 blah. Josh Matthews just says, if I'm being used to get over in someone else's promo, you know who to vote for. And his dreads are just the d- douchiest thing. Are they, are they frosted tips and dreads? Good Lord, Josh. That is a very 2001 look rock and Cole backstage the rock says on this night 25 years ago from the testicles of vince mcmahon himself something so horrible emerged stephanie it's stephanie's birthday and it's like if you get involved just like on the day you were born when the doctor pulled you and all your afterbirth and smacked your behind uh I will smack your million-dollar candy ass, and Steph, this, this song's for you. <clears throat> Happy birthday to Steph. You're a hoe with big breasts. So take the night off from hooking if you smell what the rock is cooking. While Cole is corpsing right on camera. Just Cole! Come on. X-Pocket Regal in a very very quick match here these are two of the toughest lads in the company two guys you do not want to cross you do not want to uh try and do anything hard way let's just say eventually regal wins with a really sloppy looking regal cutter and jr says that xbox just went to the woodshed backstage stone-cold steve austin has still not arrived will he tonight you're just gonna have to wait and see the the answer is no it, it, it it's no rvd versus the rock for the wcw title this goes up down left and right all over the ring outside of the ring on the entrance ramp everywhere rvd does that awesome Thumb point R V D swinging spinning kick while the rock is leaning over the ringside barrier Stephanie slaps the rock RVD cradles The rock and gets a 2.5 count Stephanie yells at Earl that that was three The rock locks in his horrid looking short shooter Eventually on the entrance ramp, he gets his hands on Steph, drags her to the to the ring, teases the rock bottom, but Rob Van Dam makes sure that doesn't happen. In the ring, there is a bit of a schmoz here, a little bit of a Steph yelling at the referee, shoving the referee, while Rob Van Dam is on the top rope going for the five-star Frog Splash, about to win the freaking WCW title, being the second person to win the ECW WWE and wcw titles imagine that you're in good company you're with rob van dam and the big show okay all right no offense to paul white but really eventually here that leads to a rock bottom on rob van dam and the rock retains the wcw title in what was a pretty entertaining match. Raw wasn't bad. I mean DDP saved that show with his freaking poo-eating grin and his Tony Robbins uh self-help stuff here. I can't wait to see the rest of this. I know how this pays off eventually, but this is, ah, this is such good shit, pal. What do I remember from this show? It's obvious, I mean the the logo. It's DDP. It's me. It's me. It's DDP. I totally forgot that uh, the tough enough finale was around this time. I forgot that they made an appearance and started cutting promos. Like, Nowinski is already a natural, and he hasn't stepped foot in the WWE ring here. It's, man, it's such a shame that we didn't get a long career out of him, but. He, in turn, gave so much to the wrestling industry. But, man, he he was so good at healing it up. And his whole Harvard thing just made it even more better. It made him even more of a dick. What a change. Honestly. I don't know. Maybe Steve Austin makes an appearance, but maybe you sell here that Stone Cold is not wounded, but depressed maybe about losing the title i uh, i don't know here i uh, can canyon being here was was awesome so what would i change yep that's about that right there maybe christian and y2j for the ic title has a decisive finish yep that's that's it so thank you very much for listening folks be sure to follow us on twitter at addict underscore wrestle wrestle addict radio on Instagram. Listen to the Kings of the Rings podcast. Listen to the Delight Show. Mance also streams on Twitch. I think Tuesday nights, if I'm not mistaken. Sometimes I've seen him on a Saturday for the Delight Show. It just depends on, you know, on his work schedule. Mance, I understand you're a busy man too, so I get it. Be sure to catch catch him. It's twitch.tv slash He's on Twitter at MNDelight, so if you ever want to know what his Twitch schedule is, be sure to tune in. The Young Lions Perspective as well. Uh, We have been missing Zach lately. I believe he's been on just a little bit of a vacation. So whenever the Young Lions Perspective makes its eagerly anticipated return, I'll be there with an open ear, good brother. Zach, if you're hearing this, too sweet, brother. Big shout out to Nate the effing great with the wrestling show. YouTube Mania is going to already be aired by the time you hear this. It's something that him and I have, I've just been shooting the breeze with them about. It's one of his passion projects. It's kind of odd, but it's also kind of funny. So shout out to them as well. Ant, rant with Ant, Ant uh, The Elite POV with Phil and Jackie on Twitch as well, and ants of course e fed on Twitch. Yeah, listen to all that stuff. Watch all that stuff, folks. Uh be sure to subscribe to our Patreon. It's only five bucks a month. You get some good content. Folks, I promise you, as uh the weather starts to cool down a little bit, I'm gonna try and get a little bit more a little bit more content out there. I have one fantasy booking in particular that i've uh kind of put on the back burner for a little while but i'm gonna try and get out let me just say by the end of the year because i still have to get a script going still have to see how everything's gonna go i might do a second one and hey quite frankly if you have some fantasy bookings you would like me to do that aren't the invasion because i might be fantasy booking that at the very tail end of this era let me know follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes, I do TikTok at Fretzelmania. And folks, we'll see you next time. Keep your stick on the ice.